This podcast is presented to you by Passion Church and their campus in Montgomery, Alabama. For more information, visit www.mypassion.church. Good morning, good morning. Who's ready to praise with us this morning? One, two, ready. Put your hands together like this. One, two, three. God is here, God is here, God 
draw near to see Jesus, oh Jesus, be revealed. Oh, sing a Christmas song with us, angels we have heard on high. Angels we have heard on high, sweetly singing o'er the plains. Can we do that breakdown again? Can we do the angels on high? Let's do it again. That whole thing. Right. We have heard on high, sweetly singing o'er the plains, and the mountains and reply, echoing that joyous strain. God is here. God is here. God is here. God is here. He is able. We draw near to see Jesus face to face. God is here. God is here. God is here. He is faithful. We draw near. Here we go.
Obrigado. Sandrine, can you hear me? Thank you, God, for your healing power, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Lift my eyes where my help comes from. 
Here we go. Here we go. Bam. Let's break it down, break it down. children you are faithful God you are faithful Holy Spirit wants me to tell you that he's with you thank you he is with you you don't have to be afraid we don't have to be afraid We keep yielded 
to him. And if you continue to look and trust in him, he says he will bring you out. He'll bring you through. He will do that very thing for you. If you just keep looking, keep your eyes focused on me. said I'll never never leave you never never forsake you is there anything too hard for me is there any door that I can't open is there any door that I can't close I lead you in and I bring you out rest in what I've said and rest in what I'm doing I am with you. Father, we thank you that you are with us. We receive you being with us, oh God. Our hearts and our trust is in you. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Church, remember this, you know, yesterday is in the tomb. Tomorrow is in the womb. Today is the day of salvation. Today is the day God works miracles. Today is the day God meets your needs. Today is the day that we look to Him. Are you listening? Don't live in the tomb. Don't just live in the womb. He said, today, today is the day of salvation. Today is the day God wants to heal your body. Today is the day God wants to meet your need. Today is the day God wants you to walk in victory and faith. It's today. Because when tomorrow gets here, what's it going to be? It's going to be a today. See, that's the deception of putting things off and off and off to Lamar, Mar, one day, one day, tomorrow, tomorrow, tomorrow. No, it's got to be today. At some point, we've got to put our faith in today, the God of today. See, it's easy to say, well, one day God's going to do something. Isn't that right? That's good to have that hope, but you know what? You know one day has got to be two day. And didn't Jesus tell us in Matthew 6? He said, he said, don't get all living in tomorrow. But he said, live in the today. What does the scriptures tell us? That God has given us today. He said, this is the day. What day? The day today is the day the Lord has made. You can't live in tomorrow. It's impossible. You can only live in today. Isn't that right? You can't live in yesterday. <laughs> you can only live in today. Today is the day the Lord has given you. Today is the day to rejoice, to receive, and be glad in Him. Well, it's a good time to do it. You can't do it tomorrow. You've got to do it today. You gotta do it today. You gotta believe today. You gotta receive today.
today. Hallelujah. He's the God of today. You know, even faith can't be in tomorrow. Because it's in Hebrews 11, he said, now faith is. When is now? Today. Now is always in today, isn't it? There is no now in yesterday. By definition, now means what? Right now, this minute, this moment, where I'm living, where I'm existing, where I'm at, with all my circumstances, with everything I'm facing. That's my now. That's my today. And he said, today, he will meet all of your needs. Spirit, soul, body, financially, socially. He's an all-around God. He's all around you. You know the word circumstance, you know, uh, the, the Latin root of that means to surround. And see, the enemy wants to surround your life circum- with his circumstances. Remember the Old Testament? where the king of Samaria sent his army to surround the man of God. Remember that? And the servant got up one morning and he went out there, you know, and he looked out there and he saw all the army of the king. What? He saw all the circumstance of the enemy surrounding them. When he looked to the north, he saw the enemy. But remember the prophet said, God opened his eyes. And when his eyes was opened, he saw... Right now. He saw the right now and God's army, God's circumstance had surrounded the enemy's circumstance and swallowed it up. Oh, hallelujah. Right now. Today is the day of salvation. Don't put it off. Whatever you're needing, don't put it off. Don't say one day. Don't say tomorrow. Today is the day God will meet your faith. Today is the God day God will meet your need. Amen? Amen. Praise God. Well, you can be seated. i got to hush and move along. Sometimes these extra sermonettes will help you as much as anything, don't they? <laughs> want to welcome you to Passion Church. So glad you're here, especially if this is your first time to be with us. We welcome you in the name of the Lord Jesus. We're glad that you're here. We're believing that God will reveal Himself to you as the God of right now. Because I'm telling you, right now is when I need God, isn't it? You didn't turn anything down. Right now? This is the only time I live is in today. I mean, the only time... That my spirit, soul, and body, and everything is in the same place is today. Now, see, memories can be, live in the past. But the only, you know, and my hope and my imagination can live in the future. But the only time everything is all together is in my right now. And right now is when God wants to meet your need. Amen? Well, we welcome you. If, if you're here for the first time, uh, the ushers are going to pass out some little red and white cards. Uh, please take one of those and, and fill it out. Take you just a minute or two. We'd love to uh, have a record of your being here. I'd like to reach out to you by email or snail mail or whatever way you like. And uh, just say thank you for being here. Uh, love to get to know you. Send in, I'll be here after the service. If you 
take a minute or two, we'd love to greet you and say thank you for being here, get to know you face to face. You know, as we get ready to give this morning, I was praying and just meditating on it this morning over there in 2 Corinthians 9, where God says that, He said, He talks about that God will supply seed for the sower and that He will multiply your seed sown. Now here's the thing. The only multiplication in that scripture that God talks about is multiplying your seed sown. Now when you sow seed, you have to sow seed today, don't you? You can't sow seed in the future. But here's the beautiful thing about seed. Even though seed is sown in the today, the harvest is in the future. You know, right now, Cindy and I are enjoying the harvest of seeds we have sown for many years. Amen. I'm enjoying, we're enjoying the harvest of it. We're enjoying the blessing of it. Man, I'm, I'm driving some of that seed and I'm enjoying it. It's hard if we brag on the Lord. I'm not bragging on myself. I'm bragging on the Lord. Because it works. I mean, you know, I, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm enjoying the seed. We're living in part of the seed that we've sown over the years. We're enjoying it. It's a blessing. I'm giving thanks to God. But now notice what he said. He said, he will multiply your seed sown. Now take, for instance, let's just look at it in the natural sometimes, okay? You got two farmers, okay? They both have 40 acres, okay? One farmer over here, he's sowing seed in his field. The other farmer, not sowing seed in his field. This farmer, he's praying over that seed. He's believing. This farmer's praying over his field and believing. Guess who's going to get the harvest? Oh, God must love this farmer that got the harvest. He loves him more, right? No, God loves them both the same, doesn't he? God's no respecter of persons, is he? See, we see some people sometimes, we, they, they look blessed, and we think, well, I don't understand. Well, here's the thing. He said, he said, I will multiply your seed sown, not your seed eaten. Hello? So if I haven't been sowing seed, guess what? There's nothing for God to multiply. What's a million times zero? What's a billion times zero? Uh, let's just really go out there. What's a trillion? See, we keep wanting to increase the God side of the multiplier. But you know what? we got to give him some seed besides zero to act upon. Are you listening? And see, here's the thing. You know, the Bible says that little by little, as we operate in God's kingdom, we, what, we walk more and more in the blessing, in the increase, and then we eat more and more from God's hand. I'm more blessed now than when I first started this journey. In every way. And again, I'm not bragging on me. Don't misunderstand me. Don't. But, I, but here's the thing. If I don't do my part, God's doing His part. Boy, He's multiplying the seed sown. That's why He said, let every man purpose. See, you, you've purposed the harvest. God doesn't purpose the harvest. He's just multiplying, multiplying, multiplying. You, you fill in what, what, is, what seed are you sowing? But then what? We need to believe and expect it. 
Now let me help you just a little bit more. Uh, I know we take a little time here, but I want to help you with this. Because I know, listen, I know that you give because you love God, and that's the right motivation. You live because, you give because you want to help the kingdom, and that's right too. But you know what? God says there's benefit to you. You might as well reap it, hadn't you? Isn't that right? If God says He wants to do it, might as well reap it. Because if you reap the benefit, you're going to be able to give all, all the more, isn't it? Now, over there, Jesus said, how does God multiply? Well, we get an intimation over there in Matthew where he said, he said that, that when we give for the gospel, he said it'll be multiplied back some 30, some 60, and some 100 times. Wow. That's a pretty good return. I said, that's a, as a matter of fact, that's a fabulous return. And see, what you're doing is you're, when you plant your seed, it's being multiplied, and God's storing it up in heaven. Didn't Jesus say, lay up treasures in heaven? Well, you can't lay up, you can't put dollar bills up in heaven, can you? You lay up treasures. But here's the thing. You know, uh, Cindy and I, we've got more than one kind of an account. We, we've, I mean, even down here, we've got a savings account, we've got investment, we've got a checking account. And you know, what we found out is, is sometimes if our, we've been blessed if our kids, now, not so much anymore because they're grown, but when our kids had a need, you know, we just transferred some money from our account into their account. Are you listening? Now, see, we're storing up. When you give, you're storing up treasure in a heavenly account so that when you need some in your earthly account, a transfer can be made. See, this is why you can be confident if you are a sower. If you've been sowing seed, you can be confident that whatever your need is, that you've got something to draw on. I've found this out. Cindy and I have been both places. We, we're abundantly blessed. But we've gone through times just like maybe some of you have where we didn't have that much. But I found this out. When you've got an abundance, you don't really think about money. It's just there. It's my servant. It's there. No problem. But I'm going to tell you, when you don't have much or you don't have any, if you're not careful, it can occupy your thought a lot. And see, if you've laid up treasures in heaven, if you've deposited to the earthly, your, your heavenly account, then when the need comes here, listen, you know, if, if, if you had $50,000 in the bank, would you walk around with a big wad of, of $51,000 bills in your pocket every day, going to work, going to shop, you know, cutting the grass? Would you walk around with a big wad of $50,000 in your pocket? You wouldn't do that, would you? No. You, most of it would be in the bank, wouldn't it? And you'd just draw on it as you needed. Isn't that right? Whether you used a debit or a check or whatever. But you'd just draw on it as you need it. But you wouldn't carry it all around with you. Well, listen. Just because I don't have all the money that's in my heavenly account in my pocket right now doesn't mean I don't have access to it. When I need it. All right. Let's pray. I'm probably taking too But I want to help you with this. This is real. I, this is not preacher talk. Reading 2 Corinthians 9. You can read about this. Matthew chapter 10. Paul in Philippians 4 talked about, he said, he said, he said, I want, 
you know, something that's going to be laid up to your account, talking to the Philippian church. Read those scriptures for yourself. You'll see what I'm talking about is true. And so for some of us, we just need to learn to draw on that account. See, a lot of us think we're just asking God to give us something gratis, free. And He does that. But see, if I go and I've got $50,000 in my, my bank account, when I go to make a $100 purchase and I use my debit card, you know, I'm, you know, I'm not there you know, giving thanks to Regions Bank. Thank you for that $100, Regions Bank. No, that's my money. But see, a lot of us have this attitude. See, we're beggars. We're coming to beg God. No, he said, if you have sown seed, God's going to multiply that seed back for you. And it's in a heavenly account. And you can draw on it just like you draw on the money in your bank account. So if you've got a need today and you've been sowing seed, then you know what? God wants to meet it according to His riches in Father, thank you for the faithful givers and sowers. But Father, as they give, I know they give because they love you. They give before the, because of the kingdom. But Lord, I take this time because I want to help them, Lord. I want them to see that it's, it's sowing and reaping. It's sowing and reaping. Not just sowing, but sowing and reaping. Father, those who have sowed so faithfully, I pray they get an understanding and a revelation that they can withdraw from their heavenly account. Lord, they don't have to come as beggars. They don't have to feel, Lord, like, you know, they're asking you to just dole it out. But, Father, they deposited, they sowed faithfully many for years. And now, Father, they can reap. They can reap. They don't have to go through life in lack, but they can reap. Father, receive our love gifts now. We sow it into the kingdom in Jesus' name.
Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. You know, God wants us to learn to live not out of our paycheck, but out of His riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Are you listening? That's what it means to be rich. doesn't mean you've got $10 million in, the, in the, your earthly account, but you live from the hand of God, from the seed you've sown, He multiplies it back. You know? And uh, because, you know, as, as we, we live according to the kingdom, not according to our paycheck. Are you listening to me? If I lived according to my paycheck, I wouldn't live nearly as good. And I'm not talking about going into debt on your credit card. I'm talking about God supplying your needs. Amen? And listen, some of you have laid up so much. You've been so faithful. You've, you've sown and sown and sown and sown. I'm sorry, I just can't get away from this. But you have sown and sown and sown and sown. Now, you know what? It's time for you to reap. You've heard me tell the story about Spurgeon, the, the great English uh, preacher, you know, and pastor. He went to visit a lady who was, who was uh, uh, very sick, very poor. He went in there. She had one room she was living in. The, you know, the, the paper was peeling off the wall. She had like one little bitty bed pushed up against the thing and maybe one chair and a little bitty table, and that was it. And he, go, he went to visit her and pray for her and everything, and she only had one, one, one little frame thing hanging on the whole wall, and it was right over her bed. And it was something that, you know, and, and this is back in the 1800s, and, you know, many people uh, in those days, especially when the, you know, the royal families and all were, were still prominent and all, many people, you know, worked in their households. And that's, you know, they worked for them and that they earned a, a living by doing that. And when she retired, uh, the, the people, the nobility that she worked for gave her this little, you know, she thought it was a certificate. Well, she was uneducated. She couldn't read it. She didn't even know what it said. And he was over there to pray for her, and he looked up at that thing, and he, he saw that, you know, he began to read what it was when he looked at it, and he said, did you used to work for such and such a family? Oh, yeah, I worked for them for many, many years, and, and you know, and, and they gave me that. And she was so proud of it because, you know, they had gave her that. She just thought it was, you know, just some kind of honor, like thank you for all your years of service. But Spurgeon says, no, in this is a they have bequeathed a certain amount of income for you to live on for the rest of your life. And she didn't even know what she had. Now, would we say that she was being humble or spiritual because she was living that way? No, she was living, and this is not an insult. She was ignorant. See, ignorance doesn't mean that you're not intelligent. It means you don't have information, doesn't it? We're all ignorant in some areas. That doesn't mean we can't learn. We're smart. You're smart. But see, once she was enlightened, guess what? Do you think when she made a demand on that, that that made her a bad person? All of a sudden, she was, she was grasping, and all of a sudden, she was greedy because she, she drew on that income. Would you think that of her? But yet in the church sometimes, that's the, the mentality we have. And I think that's the reason that we sow and we sow and we sow, but we don't reap because somehow we feel like if we expect to reap or if we draw on our account that I'm greedy. 
that I'm unspiritual. Well, I don't feel, I didn't, you know, we went shopping yesterday. We were out shopping at, at Costco's and bought a bunch of stuff, getting ready for Christmas, and our, some of our kids are coming home, you know. Man, and I, I stuck that debit card in there. I didn't feel the least bit greedy. <laughs> Paid for, I felt blessed. I was thankful, but I didn't feel greedy. See, you have sowed. You know why? Because I put that money in there. I wasn't taking my money out of somebody else's account. That would have made me a thief. But because it was my money in my account, then I could draw on it, couldn't I? I wasn't breaking any law, and I wasn't being greedy. You have sown, some of you for years, you've put it into a heavenly account. It's time for you to start drawing out. And you don't, you don't have to feel guilty or greedy or grasping or covetous or come like a beggar. It's, you've laid it up there. God wants you to have it. And I want to tell you what, we need you here at Passion Church, we need you to start reaping from it because we need increase in your life to increase here because we've got plans. I told you, i got my eye on a building. i got my eye on some property. That means it's going to take some M-O-N-E-Y from Y-O-U. But you know what? That means what? That you're going to begin to draw more on what you've already sown so that you're going to be greater Blessed, more greatly blessed, so that you have more to give. If you read over there, that's what he said. And so as you're able to give more, and it comes in for the work of God, guess what? We're going to get in a building. I mean, it's going to be a good building. We're, I'm not believing for a lean-to. Some ramshackle, run-down piece of junk. We're better than that. We're king's kids. We're children of the king. We're joint heirs with Jesus. Well, I better get to my notes, I guess. <laughs> well, I want to encourage you. Listen. You know, and, and here's the thing about it. You know, I found out the more blessed I am, the less that stuff means to me. Because I, I know what, if I lost it all, which I have. I can get it back. Are you listening to me? Hey, I've been there. I've been there. And now I'm here. Hallelujah. I like here. Place of blessing. Isn't that right? All right, we're talking about the name of Jesus, the wonderful name of Jesus. Today we're going to talk about that name in prayer. You know, we read over there in Isaiah, it said in His name, talking about Jesus when He comes into the earth, it said His name shall be called Wonderful. He's full of wonder. I wonder how He did that. And wonder means what? Your intellect don't understand it. It's a wonder. You know, the Bible talks about signs and wonders. I, you know, I, I'm enjoying the blessing right now that would cause most people, if you, if you looked at, at what my, my paycheck says my income has, it would make you wonder. How's he, how's he in that place? How's he living there? How's he doing that? 
because of Jesus. <laughs> I'm living from a different realm. I'm drawing on a different account. But his name shall be called what? Wonderful. Why? He's full of wonder. He's full of wonder. And God wants to do things in our lives that make people wonder. How can you be, how can you have that kind of peace? Don't you realize what's going on in the, in, the, in the economy, in the politics? Don't you know what's going on in the world? Don't you know about the crazy madman there in North Korea? Don't you know about this, that, and the other, and all this going on? Makes them wonder how you can have peace. His name is full of wonder. How can you walk in peace when... Sickness or diseases attacks your body because we know there's healing in the name of Jesus. And that healing causes people to wonder. And if they wonder, it won't be long before they begin to ponder. And as they begin to ponder, God begins to speak into their lives. Isn't that right? In the name of Jesus, we've been given, given complete access to the Father, church. Complete access to the Father. Wow. Right into the throne room. We've been given complete access to the Father by prayer. That's what we're going to look at today, by prayer. In His name, we are able to present our request at the very throne room of God. I remember years ago when... I first got saved, you know, uh, I appreciate what God's done in my life. I, I've been able to, to move and associate at different seasons and times in my life with a lot of different tribes in the family of God. You know what I mean by that? And I've learned to appreciate there's a lot of good things every tribe in the body of Christ has. You know what I mean by that? Catholic. Uh, Baptist, Church of Christ, uh, Pentecostal, Charismatic, Word of Faith, all, all the different ones. You, they're all tribes. None of them have a corner on God. All of them have some wonderful insight about God. And so I'm thankful that as I've interacted with all the body of Christ, you know, through these 40-something years, that I've been able to see and appreciate and gain, you know, insight and some, some wealth from all of them. Are you listening? From all of them. And I, man, I'm so grateful for that. I appreciate that because people have insight that I don't have. They have understanding that I don't have. So I take what you know, what they know, what they know, and you know what? I'm richer. And then, see, also, I don't have to look down on my nose at this one or that one because I might have a little glimmer of light they don't have. Because after all, whatever I have, God gave me, so I can't brag about it. Isn't that true? So He has given us that name. We can go to the very throne room of God. We have access. Man, I'm so glad I have access to God. Jesus is our right high priest. He's at the right hand of the Father. He is our advocate, isn't He? So we, we can come and do business in prayer. You know, uh, Ian Bounds said this. He said, prayer can do whatever God can do. Isn't that right? See, whatever my, my source of wisdom, whatever my source of, of, of financial resources, whatever my source of physical strength, 
all of those, whatever it is that I have, you know what? I can do what all those resources empower me to do. Isn't that true? I'm talking about as a person. And, and you can too. So we relate that to God. God has infinite wisdom, infinite power, infinite resources. So we can understand since we have access to that through prayer, that prayer can do whatever God can do. Ooh. All right. Turn over, if you will, to Hebrews 4. I've been talking about this. We'll read some scripture here real quickly. Verse 14, therefore, since we have a great high priest who has gone through the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold firmly to the faith we profess. What have you professed? Well, I believe in Jesus as Savior. Awesome. Awesome. He said, hold fast to that. Isn't that right? Man, Jesus has saved me. He's forgiven me all my sins. I don't care what the enemy says. I don't care what well-meaning unbelievers say. I'm going to tell you what. I'm going to hold fast. I profess that Jesus is my Savior, that all my sins are forgiven. As far as the east is from the west, so has God removed my sins and my iniquities from me. He will remember them no more. I've been made the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. I'm a brand new creature in Christ Jesus. He's made me to sit in the heavenly places in Him I profess that, and I'm holding fast to it. Why? Because i got a faithful high priest. But you know what? It's not only about that part. It's about all the parts of salvation, all the things that God has provided for us. We are to profess it, and we hold fast to it. Why? Because we have a great high priest. Woo! And he is my advocate. He is representing me before the throne of God. And whenever the enemy comes and accuses me, I've got a lawyer in heaven that is greater. Woo! And he fixes my case. If my case needs fixing, he can fix it. Hallelujah. For we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weaknesses. But we have one who has been tempted in every way, just as we are. I'm going to stop there. We know the rest of the part. He said, yet without sin. But here's the thing. See, sometimes because we relate, and rightly so, we relate to Jesus as God, and He is God. But He's also a human. Now, it almost seems blasphemous to say that, doesn't it? But listen, if He wasn't a human, we're in trouble. Because it was both His deity and His humanity working together to bring about my salvation and your salvation. Isn't that right? But see, in His humanity, it says, in His humanity, Jesus was tempted in every way just as you are. Think about how you, He was tempted that way too. He was tempted not to forgive. It says in every way. Every way means always, isn't it, right? You ever been tempted not to forgive? He was tempted to doubt. Now, that sounds hard to, uh, you almost can't swallow that, can you? So, we see, he says, he was tempted and always yet without sin. So, that means that just because you and I are tempted, that doesn't mean we've sinned. 
that doesn't mean there's something wrong with us. Because it was, that means that Jesus, something wrong with him because he was tempted. We see, we think if I'm tempted, that means I'm weak. No, because that would mean Jesus was weak. He wasn't weak. It's not my message, but, you know, this will help you. Yet without sin, let us then approach the throne of grace with confidence, boldness, confidence. When we come to God in prayer in the name of Jesus, we should have confidence. Confidence because of the blood, because of our great high priest who is our advocate. He is advocating for us. Isn't that right? Man, I'm telling you, if I had to go to court, you know, I would want the best lawyer money could buy. I'm talking about in this natural realm, wouldn't you? I'd want the best lawyer. I don't want the worst one. We're assigning you a lawyer. He's never won a case. Oh, my God. I might as well, I might as well represent myself. How long have you been? How long have you I hope you just got out of law school. No, I've been practicing law for 30 years. Oh, my gosh. You wouldn't go to court with too much confidence, would you? But Jesus, our faithful high priest, he's never lost a case. He's never lost a battle. Woo. <laughs> and he says, when we go to prayer, see, too often at times we go and we're going in our own righteousness. We approach prayer with our own goodness, with our own ability. No wonder you're struggling. Bless your heart. You're not going to win a case that way. You've got to let your lawyer take your case. When we pray and we say in the name of Jesus, that's not some religious tag on. Well, that's what we say. Bless, you know, bless our bread, bless our meat, let's give thanks, now we eat. Oh, yeah, Jesus' name. You might as well just be saying some little old child prayer if that's all it means to you. No, when we say in Jesus' name, that's our advocate. That's our means to answer prayer. See, we get an audience with the king because of Jesus. Isn't that right? Look in John 14 real quickly. I can tell I'm not going to get through today, but that's all right. Is this okay? John 14. It's good to me. <clears throat> Jesus is speaking here. And he said, I will do whatever you ask in my name. I want to let that sink in. Do you see that in your Bible? Who said that? He's not a man that he should. If he said it, he will. So when we come boldly with confidence to the throne of grace and we ask, he said, whatever. Man, that's a blank check. Anybody got a whatever in your life? I got some whatevers. Passion Church has got some whatever. Whatever includes building and property. 
He said, what, he didn't say, whatever you ask in my name and you're able to do it in your own strength and your own resource and your own bank account, he said, I'll do it. No, that'd be me doing it. That'd be you doing it, wouldn't it? He said, and I will do whatever you ask in my name so that the Son may bring glory to the Father. You may ask me for anything in my name and I will do it. Oh, you ought to be happier than that. Wow. So you're going to live out of what you can do, or you're going to live out of what He can do? You want to live out of your ability and resources, or His ability and His resources? Oh, no wonder that name is wonderful. Wonderful. Start asking for some things in that name, and let people begin to wonder. I wonder how they did that. I wonder how they... That happened. I wonder, I wonder. That's all they got to ask you is I wonder. Are you listening? Ask. Remember, he said over there, Matthew 7, he said, he said, ask and you shall receive. Do you think he meant that? He, he just, is he, is he like the old carrot and the stick thing, you know, where the, you know, the, the, the guy's got the donkey, you know, and he, he's to keep the donkey moving. He's sitting on the donkey and he's got a stick with the carrot out there just out of his reach and the donkey keeps moving, you know. Keeps him moving, but he don't get no carrot. You think that's what God's up to? Yeah, whatever you ask is just out of your reach. Yeah, but, but whatever we ask. The only thing that pushes it off is either we don't ask or our unbelief. And the unbelief is because what? We haven't really grasped what this name means. See, we remember we've talked about the authority in this name. Isn't that right? The authority. Now, I remember years ago when I first went on the mission field, you know, you know this was before the Internet and all of that. You know, we didn't have all of that stuff going on. So here, I had to leave somebody with power of attorney in my name to conduct my business affairs here that needed to be done while I was on another continent. And you know, when I went to the attorney and had this signed up, he said, now you realize what a powerful thing this is, don't you? He said, you realize they, they, they can, anything you can do, they can do in your name. Open bank accounts, closed bank accounts, cash checks, deposit checks. Buy something, sell something. Well, if that's true in the natural, how much more when we've got the name of Jesus? No wonder he said whatever. God's really good with the whatevers. Look in John 15. We need to learn to access God's storehouse. Do you know God has a storehouse? Paul said, my God shall supply all of your needs, uh, you know, all your needs according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. Well, he's, he must have a storehouse up there. Jesus said, lay up treasures in heaven. There must be a treasure house up there somewhere. 
They're not laying them in. He didn't say lay up treasures on the street up there. See, we get, sometimes we get spiritual in a religious way instead of in a biblical way. See, you start getting spiritual religiously, and it'll rob you. But you start getting spiritual biblically from the Word of God, then, you know, you're going to start reaping some of the benefit. John 15, let's read this again, <clears throat> verse 16. He said, You do not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you to go and bear fruit, fruit that will last. Then the Father will give you whatever you ask in my name. The Father will give you whatever you ask in my name. The Father will give you whatever you ask in my name. The Father will give you whatever you ask in my name. The Father will give you whatever you ask in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. What if Bill Gates gave you power of attorney? Man, I'd be sending you out an email tomorrow, breaking ground. <laughs> Come on. Man, if he gave me power of attorney to his account, you think I'm going to sit there and say, oh, man, I... Oh, I know he's a trillionaire, but golly, he's probably going to get mad. I'm going to spend $10. He's going to be upset at me, I know. But sometimes we get that attitude toward the Father. He said, I give you power. He's, why, why didn't he say, you know, why didn't he put a, you know, a, a credit limit like, you know, credit cards do? Here's your, here's your limit, $1,000. If you go past $1,000, guess what? You know, the buzzer, wherever it goes up, declined. But he said, whatever. <laughs> Look in John 16. You're just going to keep reading this. It's just going to get stronger and stronger. John 16, verse 23. <clears throat> he said, In that day you no longer ask me anything. I tell you the truth, my Father will give you whatever you ask in my name. Until now you have not asked for anything. That could still apply to some people today. You've not asked for anything in my name. Ask, and you might receive. Ask, and some of the time you receive. I'm trying to get this right, you know. Ask, and you will receive, and your joy will be complete. Joy, hallelujah. You ever been following behind one of the, a car or something? You see, see these uh, specialized tags that says paid for? <laughs> Every time you get in that car, joy. See, now that's a, that's a very low thing. You know, God wants to do things much more important, much bigger than that. But, you know, if we struggle with the 
little thing. You think God could pay off a car? Really? How about your car? <laughs> see, I believe he could pay off Ed's car, but I don't know about mine, see. See, sometimes that's the way we think, isn't it? <clears throat> a blank check. Let's talk real quickly. We're talking about prayer. Now, this has to do with meeting our needs. Now, and God wants to meet our needs according to His riches in glory by Christ Jesus. That's why Jesus could say this. He said, my God shall supply your needs. He said, whatever you ask. Now, we've looked several scriptures here. He said, whatever you ask in my name, he said, the Father will give it to you. Whatever you ask in prayer, it shall be done. What more assurance do we need? You have not because you ask not. You have a little because you ask for a little. See, I've, people get mad at me, you know, because, you, you know, you live in a certain kind of house or drive a certain kind of car. And I ask him, well, what, what, did you ask God for anything? You, did you ask God for that bicycle you're riding? Yeah, well, there's your problem. <laughs> you should at least ask for a motorcycle. <laughs> but don't get mad at me because I asked God for a certain vehicle and he gave it to me. And you asked for a bicycle and got it. We both got what we asked for. Don't mean God loves me any better. It's just you haven't found out yet. You need to ask. See, we, we look at ourselves and we think, well, I don't deserve this. Let's just get this all out of the way. Nothing God does for any of us do we deserve. Let's just get that cleared up right quick. So it's not based on deserve. It's based on the name of Jesus and that we're in the family. We've been given that name. And the Father's good pleasure out of His will, out of His purpose, out of His ability is giving it to whoever will ask in Jesus' name. All right, let's move along here. Oh, man, I feel like I could shout. You know, Pentecostals do that, and I learned that from them too. I told you I learned from everybody. And they all got some good things. You know, that's why I don't have a quarrel with anybody in the body of Christ. Are you listening? We're all in the family together. You know, the, those people that you have a hard time with, you know, you might live next door to them when you get to heaven. Help you get over it a little bit. Hello? I'm not saying this so. I'm just saying maybe. Matthew 18, keys to the kingdom. We'll talk just for a few more minutes I've got here about the authority to operate in Jesus' name in binding and loosing. Matthew 18, <clears throat> Jesus said, I tell you the truth, whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Wow, I wonder what that means. You ever read that verse before? You ever wondered what it meant? Binding and loosing, binding and loosing. Let me give you a literal translation of those verses a little bit. It says, <clears throat> excuse me, it says literally, whatever should be bound, let it be bound in prayer. Whatever needs to be loosened, broken up, destroyed, dissolved, or put off, let it be done what? In prayer. 
literal translation. Now, here's what we need to understand. It means this, that anything, anything, we're authorized to bind or loose anything which has already been bound or loosed by the finished work of Jesus at Calvary. Are you listening? Anything that He has already taken care of by His death, His burial, His resurrection, and His ascension, He's at the right hand of the Father. Anything that was taking care of that, we have authority in His name to bind or loose. You better all right now again. Tell me that again one more time back there. I like that. Colossians, listen to this. Colossians chapter 2. We're going to begin reading about verse 9. He says, For in Christ all the fullness of the deity lives in bodily form. And you have been given fullness in Christ. How many of you ever eaten a meal where you were just full, full, full? Well, when you get full, how hungry are you? Let you pause and think on that. Who is the head? See, some, some believers, they're still asking God to, you know, feel me, do this, do that. He, you, you're, he says, all the fullness. You've been given the fullness. Who is the head over every power and authority? Every power and authority. What did Jesus do in his, his death, burial, and resurrection? We're reading that here. It says, in him you were also circumcised into putting off of the sinful nature, not with a circumcision done by the hands of men, but with a circumcision done by Christ, having been buried with him in baptism, raised with him through your faith in the power of God who raised from the dead. When you were dead in your sins and in the uncircumcision of your sinful nature, God made you alive with Christ. He forgave us all our sins. You know what that word all is in the Greek, don't you? You got it. How many does all leave out? So guess who's trying to remind you of the things in the tomb? Remember, I, I, I was talking at offering time. Yesterday's the tomb. Tomorrow's the womb. The enemy always wants to try to get you to live in the tomb. But see, that's where your sins were buried. Oh, you don't, you don't deserve that. God, you think God's going to answer your prayer. You know good. You know you're not. You know you do. You, you know good. You know you aren't. You don't deserve it. You know you don't. Yakety, 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 yak. All about the tomb. All about the tomb. All about the tomb. That's your key to let you know right again. Devil, in the name of Jesus, get out of here. I'm not living in the tomb. Yeah, I was in the tomb, but. I was raised up together with him right here. Hallelujah. He says he's canceled all our debts and regulations that was against us, that stood opposed to us. He took it away. He nailed it to the cross. And having disarmed the powers and authorities. You're fighting a disarmed enemy. The weapons of our warfare, we got weapons. He's disarmed. 
well, I don't know how good a shot I am. Well, you don't have to be too good a shot because your enemy ain't got nothing to shoot back at you. Just keep shooting till you hit. One of the ways we do that is binding and loosing. He's disarmed. Oh, my goodness. And having disarmed the powers and authorities, he made a public spectacle, spectacle of them, triumphing over them by the cross. So that's why I say anything that has been taken care of by the finished work of Christ, we have been authorized in his name to bind it or loose it. You say, what should I do? Well, if binding don't work, loose it. <laughs> Some of the things, sickness and disease, are you listening to me? We know he bore our sickness and carried our disease. So what? Those things have been loose from us. They've been destroyed, broken. You know, doesn't mean you won't get an attack on your body, but you just stand up and say, in the name of Jesus, no way, you can't stay. You can't stay. You know, a trespasser might break in my house, but I ain't going you know, to cook up a meal for him and let him stay there. He's going to get out. Isn't that right? <laughs> Galatians 3 says we're free from the curse. Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, that the blessing of Abraham might come on us. Well, one of the blessings of Abraham, it says he was rich. Why don't you just let it come on you? <laughs> I know, I can hear some of you thinking, I know. He said that the blessing of Abraham might come on us. These blessings will come upon you and overtake you. Why don't you just let them? See, some of you are binding the wrong thing. You're binding the work of the Holy Spirit and God's salvation in your life because of the way you think, the way you believe, or the way you disbelieve, and the things you're saying. Well, I just don't think God wants me to have anything. You just bound the blessing. Then, you, then you're mad at God because He's not blessing you. But He said, whatever you bind is going to be bound. <laughs> this might be some grist to chew on this week, hasn't it? <laughs> Wait, God's not binding the blessing. He's not binding healing from you. He's not keeping healing from you. He's provided for you. He's not keeping you from having all that you need to meet your needs and to be generous and to help other people. You know, we're the ones that's doing the binding. Maybe you need to lose something. Just lose the blessing of Abraham. Come on on me. Blessing of Abraham. Come on on me. I just release the blessing of God over my life. Goodness and mercy, just come on and overtake me. This is good. You need this. Demonic powers and strongholds. We just saw he disarmed all the powers. So when he comes to try to trespass, guess what? Stand up and say something. Devil, I bind you in the name of Jesus. Get out of here. You have no place in my life, my mind, my body, my money, my home, my kids. You don't, don't even come in my yard.
Listen, this is not just preacher talk. This is Bible, folks. One translation says, whatever you permit will be permitted in heaven. So who are you giving permission to? See, if we don't act, you are, by not acting, tacitly giving permission, aren't you? I mean, if a guy broke in my house, and I started helping him load up the furniture, I can't really complain too much, can I? But the devil comes in and begins to wreak havoc in our lives, and we don't do anything. We might cry out to God, but God says, hey, I've given you the keys. Start driving. I said, start driving. Use the keys. You can break demonic influence off the lives of people. We won't read it, but in Luke 13, you can look there. There was a woman that, that was bowed over, could no wise lift herself up. You go over there, you'll see before Jesus ever laid hands on her or anything like that, he said, woman, you are loose from your infirmity. See, I think, to be honest, sometimes we don't act on this. Either we don't know, we're ignorant, or we don't really believe. What kept the children of Israel from getting in? To all that God had for him. Smith Wigglesworth used to say this. Faith is an act. Faith, listen, let, let me help you here. Even though you probably know this. But faith is not a feeling. Oh, I got a goosebump. I'm ready to pray. Faith is not a feeling. It has nothing. It might generate. But it has nothing to do with it. doesn't matter how you feel. God works. His Word works. The Spirit works. It doesn't change. doesn't matter how you feel. Faith is an act. A-C-T. Act. Well, I just don't feel like i got a lot of faith. Faith is an act. Well, I just don't think I'm worthy. Faith is an act. Anybody got any favorite actors or actresses, either past or, or present? You know, it's it's amazing too. If you somebody that you know, an actor, an actress that's <clears throat> that's really, I mean, they're really good at their craft. They can really, I mean, they can portray different char- <clears throat> characters and people, and you could see them in a in a movie or a series or something. And then when you meet them in person, you almost think that that's who they are. I mean, they were so good at presenting that character. They're so good at presenting, you know, the, the way you imagine that character would feel or react or whatever. It seems real to you. Listen, God's saying that faith is an act. Act like an overcomer. Act like a joint heir. Act like you know what you're talking about. Act that. The devil don't know the difference. I said the devil don't know the difference. I said, the devil don't know the difference. You're giving him way too much credit. Finally, he said, after verse 18, binding and loosing, he said, again, I say that if two of you agree on earth about anything you ask for, it will be done for you by my Father in heaven. That word agree literally means in in the Greek there, harmonize. Harmonize. Now, you don't see them so much anymore, but 
have you ever seen, especially here in the South, they used to have the, the, the old quartets? You ever hear them harmonize? Man, all those different, when they, you know, if you just hear, hear them warming up and you hear just the, the one guy, especially if he's singing bass, you think, or somebody singing alto, you're like, but all of a sudden, you get that with the tenor and the soprano and all that. When it blends together, you're like, wow, that sounds good. Different instruments, all of a sudden, they come together. They're not all, you know, uh, a piano doesn't sound like a guitar. A guitar doesn't sound like a drum, does it? They all have a distinct sound, but when they come together, all of the pieces together form a unique sound called harmony. And he says, if you, two of you, will harmonize. doesn't mean that I, I don't have my personality and you don't have yours and we're not distinct individuals and all that, but we can come together. And see, here's the thing, Passion Church. We all have different backgrounds. We're, we're at different places in our life. But you know what? We can come together around the name of Jesus, and that name is what brings us into harmony. Not my background, not my education, not how much money each of us have. That's not the place of agreement. The point of agreement and harmony is we're all called by that name. And we all come together to make a request for the kingdom of God in that name. Well, let me give you some action points because i got to stop. My time's up. Use the name of Jesus this week to come boldly to God and receive your answer. What is your need? Listen, be bold. I double-dog dare you. I triple-dog dare you. Boy, that. Do it because he said so, not because you feel a certain way. Not because you got all those quacking ducks lined up. Not because, you know, you haven't reached that perfection yet that you're just, oh, you're so close to reaching it. It's that, it's that carrot with the stick again. See, that's, listen, if the enemy can get you thinking, okay, you've got to be perfect before you get anything from God. You know what that is? That's the carrot and the stick. Because you're going to be ever reaching and never reaching. There's no perfection this side of heaven. Let me ask you this. Out of all the blessings that God has given or could give you, what's the greatest? What we call salvation, isn't that right? Would, would we all agree on that? I mean, you know, we don't want to be sick, but you can go to heaven even if you're sick, can't you? I don't want to be broke, but if, I could still go to heaven even if I was broken. So that, we'd agree that's the greatest, isn't it? Well, what did you do to earn it? You wasn't even trying to live for God. I wouldn't. Holy cow. Well, if he give us the greatest gift, and it was free, how much more with his son will he not freely give you everything? The store is yours. I said the store is yours. You've been given the keys to the store. Is there an ongoing situation where your prayer has not made a difference? Now, I didn't get a chance to get into that. But sometimes, you know, if you're praying and, and it still seems like you're not getting there, that's an indication it'd be good to get someone who can agree with you in prayer.
One can put a thousand. Two can put. Sometimes when it seems like the answer to your prayer is not coming, that's a good time to look and see if there might be something you need to bind or you need to lose. Hello? Because, see, if, if I'm allowing a poverty spirit to rule me, yet at the same time I'm asking God to meet my needs, it's kind of like here. So I'm going to go from here to the front of that platform. What was that, three feet maybe? God, give it to me. Oh, I know God don't want me to have anything. Oh, God, please meet my Oh, God, don't want me to have anything. How long is it going to take me to get there? It's right there. I can see it. Oh, God, please give me. Oh, God, don't want me to have anything. Oh, God, please heal my body. No, God, don't want me to heal. You may need to use Jesus' name to bind demonic activity. Either to release someone, someone in your family. You know someone's bound by something in your family. A person, a co-worker. Use the name. Use the name. It's what Jesus did with the woman who was bowed over. Are you listening? He didn't even ask her if she wanted to be free. He just went over and said, woman, you're free. That's what he said. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for the name, the name that is above every name. Father, I pray for the spirit of wisdom and revelation for each of us in Passion Church that we may grasp the depth of the authority and the power that's in that name, that we may grasp what has been given to us as your people individually and corporately. Lord, that name, that name, to take cities in that name, to take neighborhoods in that name, to take nations in that name. You've given us authority. You said, take that authority and go into all the nations and make disciples. Put the devil on the run. God, may we grasp it. May we grasp it, I pray, in the name of Jesus. And all God's people said, amen and amen. Hallelujah. Brother Walt. Thank you, Pastor North. Well, praise God. <clears throat> Boy, I tell you, it's a great time to be living. Amen. We're so blessed to be able to come out and serve God this way together. And this week is a very exciting week because it's the week before Christmas. Time to where we go out and do all kinds of things for ourselves, for our families. But, you know, it's also a time that we can show active kindness to people that we don't know. Or in places, especially the stores, when we see. And we can be sensitive to that. You know, God's, he's met me there at that need. But sometimes you don't want to pull it out. You know, you got just enough to do what you want to do. And then there's that tug, you know, to do something for someone else. So let this week be a week that we show active kindness to people around us. Amen. Well, let me make a few announcements just before we're dismissed. Children's Choir, they've been practicing for a long time for what I've been told, but this afternoon at 6 p.m. right here in this auditorium is going to be our Christmas concert with our children. It starts at 6 p.m. Now, I know every parent that's got a kid involved in that's going to be here, but let's come out and support them and show our kids what it's really all about. Amen? Amen. Praise God. Also, Christmas Eve service, December 24th, we'll have a Christmas Eve service at 1030 here 
And it's going to be probably about an hour. We're going to do communion together. It'll be great family time to start Christmas off, Christmas Eve off with Jesus. Amen. <laughs> Praise God. Now, if you, uh, uh, as Pastor Norris was saying at the beginning of the service, if you're new to Passion Church, we would love to meet you down here in front of the stage immediately following the service. Please come down, ask any questions that you may have about Passion Church. And if you've received Christ, you know, you went through all this. Sometimes you can receive Jesus just during worship. You know, a lot of things can happen all during services like this. So if you've received Jesus, dedicated your life today, come down and uh, there'll be someone down here to agree with you on what has happened, share with you on what has happened. We have a gift that will also help you make, to let you know what that relationship really is all about. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Also, there we'll have a gift for you so that you can remember what happened to you on this day. Let's see, I'm going to make sure I don't miss anything on this. Well, I didn't. We're going to dismiss here, but uh, please join me in prayer, okay? Father, we thank you for this service. We thank you, God, for the words, the anointing words, and the applications, and all the things that you've shared with us during this service that we can apply, not only today, but every single day. Next week, Lord God, let our lives, Lord God, represent the things that you've shared. Let our light shine. Let us be able to witness. Let us be able to share you your love with all those that we come around. And Father, we thank you for the favor that you've given us since we have received salvation. We thank you for that. And we ask, Lord God, that you bless us as we're absent one from another this, from this day forward, that you lift up each other, uh, each of us, Lord God, in a prayer. As, one, as we come across one another's mind, let us just pray for one another every single day. Pray for healing. Pray for favor. Pray for all the things, Lord God, that you bring across us to do for one another. And Father, we thank you for Passion Church. We thank you for this church being an example of who you are in this city. We pray, Father, that you bring others in, Lord God, with the same passion for seeing others saved and set free and delivered from all the things that's happening. Now, Father, we pray for families during this Christmas season that you join us together. Show us, Lord God, all the things that you want us to see. Let us be able to share with one another your true love. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for listening to today's podcast. We hope you've enjoyed it and pray that you are blessed by God's word. For more information about Passion Church, visit www.mypassion.church.